and welcome to Buddha Vista, episode 199. I am Ben, and I am here recording a podcast. Oh. This is the podcast. It's called Buddha Vista. With me is Andrew, who is also a host of this podcast, Buddha Vista. Hi, Andrew. Hey, who knows what could happen on this crazy thing we're calling a podcast. Hey, a group of white men yep. called a podcast. Yep. And also, a goth. You are raising me. <laughs> <laughs> We're very diverse here at Punta Vista. Lucy's goth. <laughs> uh, also, here is Lucy. She's on the podcast too. Hi, Lucy. Hi. Love this scenario that we're in. It's, it's wacky. wacky. <laughs> this is the trademark thing. Everyone knows about this podcast that we've been doing since episode 70, maybe. Uh, fanciful scenario. What could happen next? Whoa. There's another host and he's a guy. It's Theo. Hi, Theo. Hey. Hey. I got depression. Hey. <laughs> too what kind of you got oh i the monopolar kind it's sort of a oh, that's interesting i got yeah. two poles you got two poles I've and if you split you penises. in half <laughs> both sides would have two poles of depression yeah so that's nice mm. huh bunta vista is the name of the podcast yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we have is, depression <laughs> we've most of us andrew how are you have you got depression no i'm normal Oh. <laughs> okay. That seems Fucking like a power imbalance. Here. <laughs> Mentally, <laughs> yeah. Mentally um, well. So in, the, in this fanciful scenario I've concocted where there's the four of us, we're on a podcast called Bunta Vista. Mm-hmm. Bunta Vista. I'm, I'm not quite sure how we pronounce it. Uh, I think when we, when we do the real podcast, let's come up with a name that Americans can say. And let's come up with a name that means something. Yeah. Mm. That'd be, like be something like... Love having to explain Horseshoe the name. or something. Horseshoe Beery. Now, there's a name. <laughs> that is a name. I think we should change the name. We should rebrand. God. Okay. I'm trying slate. to do that at this point. Oh. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how many confused people there'd be. Be like mm. uh, the cows when you get, take away daylight savings. We could, uh, we could change, our, <laughs> change our name to Chapo Trap House. I don't know if that one's taken yet. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Kind of a bit edgy, bit yeah. in your face. Like we a trap could... house is you um you buy drugs there. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and the chapo is a short way of saying chapstick. I thought it was a lad, a chapo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a group of That's chapos what we over call there. Men here in Australia, yeah. a bunch of chapos. It's got chapo. uniquely Australian that name, Chapo Trap House. Mm. It's quite good. What are you guys thinking for a theme? It should be like a trap beat because mm-hmm. trap house is in it. Mm-hmm. But you need some sort of like, um, what's it like a signifier for our age group? Like a sound everyone would recognize uh, oh, that means air horn. Uh, I mean, I was thinking sort of made like something video gameish from our childhood, like the sound Yoshi mm. makes when he jumps. Uh, if we're talking about my uh, age group, it's probably a sample of Austin Powers saying "Yeah, baby." I mean, I would you like and Theo that. Are like the same age. Are you the same age? <laughs> no. I think I think Andrew's old. Yeah, I'm old. Couldn't happen I'm to old. me. This is my my main signifiers are normal, old, yep. Yep. dad. I'm a no- normal old dad. That's okay. my deal. All right, so we've got we've got a name sorted out. We've got a theme song. What's mm-hmm. the podcast about? Imagine if we um, on this podcast started talking about politics. That sounds like shit. That sounds really bad. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a ass. terrible idea for idiots and fools. Sort of idiot would start doing that. Here, let me try it out for a second. Uh, I have been looking at the news, and there's your first mistake. <laughs> yeah, and and Anthony Albanese's Labour Party makes me want to shoot myself with a gun. Mm. Is that good for anyone? Oh, Anybody... so you want the Liberals to get elected? Wow. Uh, yeah, That's I think right. they've earned it. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they're working harder for it at this point. It I think does they just seem like it. Can't argue just, with that one, to be honest. They, they just want it more. That's all I'm saying. They do want it um, more. That's true. And as they say in all of the best sports, uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You know? So, yep, yep. got to give it to them. Miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's what mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. Not me, but... What do you say? No, no, I don't miss 100% of the shots. I <laughs> oh, <laughs> you get those ones as well. <laughs> Not all of them, but sometimes. But yours is good too. I miss 75% of the shots that I don't take. That other quarter, oh, they're in the bag. <laughs> well, I suppose, you know, we could talk about, could talk about politics. Um, we could do analysis, you know. 
Like, analysis oh, run of, the numbers, uh, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Analysis. We could go over the news. Some big data. Yep. Um, love data. Love data. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love fr- regressions. I love uh, statistical uh, significances. Mm-hmm. I love p-values. My five-year-old has informed me that she is currently really into data. Really into data? Oh, yeah. that, really? I, that is ominous. Yeah, <laughs> what does she mean by that? I'm super into data. Just learning learning what it is at school. I'm, I'm writing down uh, a lot of numbers at the moment. Yep. <laughs> she, does, she does do things like uh, take an entire blank notebook and just go through and number every page herself. Have we checked that it's not like... That what she writes down in there isn't some sort of like breaking cryptography or anything. No. Oh, you're talking like that movie that we've spoken about, like Mercury Rising. Mercury Rising. <laughs> you sure I it's not a Mercury Rising situation? The, the, <laughs> the single most shared touch, touch point for this entire podcast. This whole generation is the uh, terrible, terrible depiction of uh, autism in the Bruce Willis movie starring the kid from Kindergarten Cop who says. Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. We should get him on the podcast. I thought mm. it was Haley Joel Osment. So that's did not I. Hayley. We've had that's this conversation. Oh. <laughs> well, we hey, should get that. That should be on. another. That should be another fixture of our podcast if we end up going ahead with this. Is uh, <laughs> having the same conversation six times because we've all destroyed our brains with drugs. Hey, yeah. I dare you to make three hundred and seventy episodes of a podcast <laughs> and not repeat yeah. yourself. That's right. Mm. Had any Follow grievous uh, leg injuries, Andrew? In yeah, tell us a story about. <laughs> nah, not today. Shitting right. near a cemetery, probably, probably yeah. for the best. Nope. Can I can I quickly peel back the curtain for a second here? And I know, oh boy. this is here a main go. episode, but um, it's a little bit of our process here. So, I read out an intro because I'm a simple man. I have to write it down because I stumble over my words otherwise, like I did just then. Um, <laughs> and to do that, I left my notes app up, and that's sort of partially obscuring. Uh, the video cam setup of going here. Video video cam? I think yeah. Sure, that. that's fine. That's web, fine. Web camera. Uh, and I've had it obscuring Theo's face this whole time. Oh. And I did not realise. <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's because Theo and I, I, I don't think it's controversial to say that you and I have a very intimate relationship. Oh, quite. So you feel, just... you feel his presence. You don't need to see what's going on. I can visualise his face in my mind's eye. Like right Ooh. now, I'm going to get rid of that notes tab. Yep. That's what exactly I thought. That's exactly what I thought you'd look like, mm. and I love it. <laughs> now, Andrew, are you pulling the curtain back closed now, or is oh, it the curtain's open? closed again? Okay, um, sorry, I can give you time to have more time with your vape if you'd like. Uh, you've had a bit of time to think there. Have you come up with a sort of a segue into this next part here? Yeah, I mean, I was I was on my way there a while ago, but yeah. we kind of we all wandered off. Mm-hmm. Uh, crunching the numbers, mm-hmm. looking at a bit oh. of. Data. A bit of data. We could find things in the news. We could talk about them. We could break them down in some kind of segment called the poll report. It's still going. Oh, it's still going. Oh, we're still going. <laughs> Approaching the halfway mark. really comes to an end there, doesn't it? Hits the buffers at the end of the track. <sighs> I don't know <laughs> if I was ready for it to finish. That is, of course, the Polish national anthem, Polski Agorski. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now, we did just note that we were playing this from uh, YouTube, that great resource that we all love, 
YouTube. Check YouTube. it out. It's a great resource. Big Check fan. YouTube.com. Yeah, if you've never heard of it. Uh, plenty of videos you can watch if you've got nothing oh, to do. So many videos. Hang on. Have, have you guys seen the videos on YouTube? They're yeah. wild. I've Getting seen really some. into fascism. <laughs> <laughs> let's just uh, let's just rattle off a couple and see if we've seen the same videos from YouTube. <laughs> so uh, we were just noting that in the comments of the national anthem here, uh, basically it's just people from every other country saying "Hello from my country" as though they are speaking directly to Poland. Mm. Hello from Brazil, sweetie. <laughs> Which is very nice. Poland is very beautiful. Greetings from Italy. Uh, greeting from Iraq, your spiritual brothers from the Middle East. That's nice. Best sounding anthem ever, in my opinion. Greetings from Switzerland. Greetings from the Netherlands. Oh, no. Polska, Hollandia. Get out of here. Uh, get out of here, Julius de Groot. Who left that message? Come on. Uh, so this is the poll report, of course, not the poll report. No. About polls. No. Oh, no. I see where it's mixed up. Yep. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> and uh, we were all captured this week by uh, a report from YouGov <laughs> with statistics about the question, uh, what animal could you beat in a fight? Uh, compared to women, men feel most able to take on medium-sized dogs and geese. Mm. So the question that was asked here is, which of the following animals, if any, do you think you could beat in a fight if you were unarmed? Uh, and the answers are the percentages of people who responded affirmatively. Now, this is a key thing to keep in mind when uh, interpreting this data in your mind is that uh, this is a YouGov poll of people in the UK. So, this is right. not the average person. This is a Brit. Yeah. So, keep that <laughs> in mind. This is not a human being. This is a British person. <laughs> not a person. It's an Englishman. And imagine them <laughs> fighting a wild animal. <laughs> Oi, knock it off. Bloody mm. stop chewing on me leg. And that sort of thing. Uh-huh. They've got their jukes up. Don't it? Yeah, they're Etc. using Marcus to fucking whatever rules against an eagle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> eagle's got its back to me. I must stop punching him. They're using Marky Desaad's rules against the kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Getting my hand bitten off by an alligator and screaming, Wanker! You wanker! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, all right, we're, we've got... Percentage ranges here in the responses uh, from men and women. So let's start up the top here. We are going from what I believe is the is the smallest numbers of people who responded that they think they could beat an animal in an unarmed fight up to the largest. So six percent of women and seven percent of men responded that they believe that they could beat a grizzly bear unarmed in a fight. Imagine having that kind of confidence. I would love to feel like that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, were they were they taking this poll like uh, in a nightclub bathroom, <laughs> probably near a flat surface? <laughs> I mean, okay, so let's just say that seven percent of women, eight percent of men in the UK are just like super jacked, like just enormously muscular. Is that what this is? People that are like, yeah, I keep. Like, I keep in really good shape. I've mastered several styles of martial art, and I think if a full-grown grizzly came at me, like, it's on. That grizzly maybe. is going down. I, I mean, they probably... Maybe they don't think a grizzly bear is that large. Maybe they've oh, never seen TV. That's true. It's true. Maybe they've only seen uh, seen them represented in a yogi bear type manner. Mm, maybe they think it's Paddington bear. It's the only bear they know. That's, that's what it yeah, is. I think you hit it. Yep. That's, no, yeah, that's, 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 that's the only bear. Winnie there. the Pooh yeah. is the other one they know, and that fits right in with the theory. Oh, he's slow. So. You can he's fucking slow. destroy Winnie the Pooh. And oh, that bitch imagine. fucking loves honey, you know? Does. Hey, I've <laughs> got some uh, honey for you right here. It's in the trunk of my car. <laughs> <laughs> Just beating him over the head. <laughs> this this reminds me of a, uh, of a classic um, something awful thread. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> where possibly the most divorced from reality people uh, uh, face the planet. Uh, my roommates and I have had an ongoing argument ever since watching the movie Grizzly Man. We were discussing discussing how strong grizzly bears are and then got to wondering what it would take to kill a grizzly bear. I felt that five to six adult athletic men would be able to kill a grizzly bear with their bare hands. No. Uh, my examples <laughs> were people like Ben Wallace and Shaq. <laughs> my my roommates... <laughs> 
My roommates think I'm totally crazy and the bear would win with ease. My my logic is that the humans, although not as fast, could outsmart slash distract the bear, wear it down, and then proceed to beat the hell out of it. Uh, I figured to successfully kill a bear would take numerous blows to the head or possibly strangulation. My room- <laughs> choking out a bear. Trying to choke out a bear. How thick do you think their necks are? Like, uh, extremely thick. Seen, seen the people who, like... Go out to the woods and have a handgun, and that doesn't stop yeah, yeah, a bear yeah. from eating them. Like, um, I'm going to go with the bear on this one. Mm. I uh, yeah, I take the bear. I don't. I don't think seven Shaquille O'Neals, uh, in, <laughs> in their prime, could take out a grizzly bear. I think I, they could. No. I think if you had but the I'd sheer like mass of seven Shacks, you and they all coordinated, they could pin that bear to the ground. Sure. I disagree. Hmm? All right, so second we have... Uh, this is the only one where uh, the genders are flipped. Oh, I see. Women think more. Yeah, so 7% of men think that they could beat a lion in an unarmed fight. And 8% of women... Lucy, can you shed any light on this for us? Now, Lucy, <laughs> you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're thinking so- of like a sexy, sleek lioness from The Lion King. Maybe, but what if, uh, what if, like, you came between Sorry. the sexy, sleek lioness and its cub? You know, that'd be all kinds of trouble. I don't know. I'm confused by this one. I don't mm. believe that I could fight a lion personally. I'm, so I'm just going to need you to reiterate that argument for me. Yours is that they might be picturing a sexy lion from a cartoon, and that maybe it's because we are all so horny for teenage Simba in The Lion King. We've got well, positive we? thoughts towards lions. Mm. Are you ladies. trying to cast that as a, as maybe a universal experience? Oh, I mean, maybe this... men were horny for Teenage Simba too. I am... Okay. Hmm. Right. This is not something that I've heard before. Oh, uh, you... okay. I need to start listening to women more. Now, yeah, you do. None of them have like... been like, hey, you were like into Simba, right? Like, into Simba. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted hey, everybody... to fuck all the Disney cartoons, right? I think we can all agree that the fox from the Robin Hood cartoon... He oh. was sexy, so was Teenage That's a hot Simba. Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about Simba, though. Simba's a child, please. Teenage Simba. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. 19-year-old Simba. That's barely right. legal Simba. Barely legal. <laughs> you, want a, you want Matthew Broderick Simba, That's not right. Jonathan Taylor Thomas Simba. Hot teen lion. <laughs> That's right. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Are we going to go through all of these animals? Yep. Yes. Eight yeah. oh, percent right. of women and nine percent of men believe that they could beat an elephant. No, unarmed in a fight. <laughs> Why do more people think they could beat an fight? elephant uh, than a grizzly bear? I wonder. Sharp bits, maybe. But what like, can you do you to an elephant? Stomp on you, and you're what dead. Could, yeah. What could you possibly do to an elephant? I like, don't. I don't crawl think into its ear and go into its brain. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think that there is anything you could do to, like, even slightly shift an elephant's center of gravity, let alone kill it. I think Theo's onto something. I get you, you, you get a full arm inside its ear, and then you tickle the part of its brain that makes it commit suicide. <laughs> okay. You've beaten that elephant. Bloop. <laughs> you want to do a reverse of the situation in Ace Ventura 2. Uh, we come sliding out of the back of the ride. 100%. You want to dive yeah. in there. Find your way in there and then maybe stand up, start stretching around, grab some stuff, put it where it shouldn't be. Uh, give it a real jostling in there. I've just re- rerouted his intestines into his blood. So this is going to That's I do understand it to be a series of pipes. So <laughs> Changing the fittings around. Yeah, yeah. And if I disconnect this from here, plug it into here, well, that's not going to do him any favours. Swapped your endocrine system for your heart. <laughs> this will <laughs> probably be weird. Uh, oh no, you've given that elephant IBS. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, again, I can't. Uh, I can't understand the eight percent of women and nine percent of men who believe that they could best a gorilla in unarmed Absolutely combat. Absolutely not. Mm. I don't think people understand. Uh, no. We've discussed uh, <laughs> gym strength millions yes, of times. We in have. This podcast. Yes. Okay. People don't know about chimp strength. We are a chimp strength expertise podcast. I think. Yeah. You know that when I first saw that uh, the remake of the Planet of the Apes movie with uh, James Franco in it, uh, where there's a bit where uh, a gorilla throws a really big hammer, and I thought, now this is a movie that knows about chimp strength. Mm. Yes. 
Well, chimpanzee is much lower on the list. A lot of people think they could take a chimpanzee. Fools, one and all. I reckon if you could sneak up on it. <laughs> but it, again, it king hit in the back of the head. <laughs> how many? How many, many people here? How many of these people do you think are taking seriously the premise that you have to be unarmed? Because I think a lot yeah, of people they're thinking about having a gun, like a oh, subterfuge. They're thinking of being like, "Oh yeah, I'm unarmed, but I have a knife in my sock." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure there are all kinds of people who could convince themselves, "Oh, I'm on a plane and it crashes into the jungle, and uh, me and all the survivors are being stalked by a puma." I'd be smart enough to make some of my own rope yes, and set I up some snares. Fashioning my own little stake to get it with. Dig Does deforestation count as a weapon? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm playing the long game. <laughs> Vastly different gender on the King Cobra. 8% of women versus 23% of men. Like, do you That's think... strange. Maybe they think they're going to do the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme catch the snake by the neck. That's 100% what they picture Mm. themselves doing. Yeah. I'm pretty fast, they say. And three quarters of men see themselves doing that as well. Uh, 9% of women and 16% of men believe they could kill a wolf. It's important to know. I think the other ones were like all of them, uh, the the women and men values are within like margin of error with each other. Yeah, they're about the the same. this is the first one where you really see um, the that dude's split. rock mentality coming Yeah, in. starting to kick in down here in the uh-huh. low end. All, all of a sudden, they're asking the same men who all think that they could um, uh, beat Serena. Beat Serena Williams. In, in like, Serena like, one, one, one point, 100%. <laughs> Return one serve from Serena <laughs> <laughs> This is the uh, effect psychologist referred to as the guy who broke his back at Questacon effect. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. What a tale. God, uh, for trying, I think I think a wolf is is into the first category of things that you could actually conceivably have a chance no, to kill. No, 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 you don't. No, he, no, no, you're no. one of the fucking right. guys. What? I was going to no. ask, where does everyone start to because, think so they could kill it? Nowhere on this list. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying I think I could kill a wolf. I'm yeah. saying no. That, I understand. I'm saying that a wolf is the first thing to enter the bracket of. Something where, like, when you're talking about grizzly bears, elephants, gorillas, mm. crocodiles, these are all things with a physical mass that, that even just immediately before you get into done. anything else, this okay. animal could you're, just physically crush you without even needing big that sharp you could, claws. You could deliver um, a kick just at random and maybe catch the wolf directly in the brain and <laughs> and knock it out of the air. Like, like you could cause the kind of damage to a wolf. That like would by actually, accident. Yeah. yeah, by by accident, by accident to actually. Yes, or or maybe uh, maybe if the wolf has knocked you over and is trying to bite your face immediately, which is the first thing that would happen. Maybe you've got a chance to like mm-hmm. poke it in the eyes yeah. or something, you know, mm-hmm. something to bother it. Whereas all of the other animals before this point, I'm like, you are not even. You're not getting, scratching the surface. 100%. You're not getting this thing to break a sweat, and this Can is I? this is the and first most thing of where them at don't least actually like sweat. Yeah, this is the first thing where you are at least you are at least in the same ballpark of like physical mass with yeah, another sure. animal. You know, uh, except yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought chimpanzee was further up further up the list. Uh, chimp- chimpanzee we kind of talked about, but it's further further down. Um, chimpanzee's the same weight as a as a human as well. But we have the aforementioned chimp strength. Chimp so strength. Chimp strength. Right. Just for the record, I don't think I could beat a grizzly bear, but I could beat the band grizzly bear in a fight. <laughs> if I had to. Oh, me too. If they're all, they're, they're very, I, I like very grizzly wayfish. bears. Yeah. They're very wayfish, very soft looking. I reckon I could sort of Shaolin style my way through all of them relatively <laughs> easily. Uh, 11% of women and 17% of men think that they could beat a kangaroo in a fight. Hmm. See, that's you just, are. you're all wrong. You are all mm, incredibly incorrect. wrong. We <laughs> saw, I, I saw uh, that video. Yeah, we all saw that video of the guy just teeing <laughs> off and punching a kangaroo in the face Someone a bunch of times. And, and the it kangaroo. Does nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it goes amazing. Whoa. Hey. Hey. Uh, So, you know, again, I think there is a case to be made for (laughs) potentially, even if you could jump on a kangaroo and try and wring its neck, Mm. maybe it can't do anything with its big legs if you toppled it over. I don't know. They got little skulls. I reckon you could accidentally give it a brain bleed. Yep. You know, just the right hit at the right time. 
Skippy. Now, now people are starting to get more enthusiastic about large dog. Eight uh, percent of women, sorry, fifteen percent of women, and thirty-one percent of men think they could kill a large dog. I assume we're thinking of something like a German Shepherd, a big, a big Rottweiler, a Doberman, something say yeah. Louis-sized. I could beat I could beat Louis in a fight. You can beat Louis in a fight. I just point point behind him and <laughs> run. <laughs> he's he's not a smart man, certainly, but he's making his way in the world as best as he can. Huh. God bless him. Uh so large dog, twenty three percent of guys think they could. I think you would have a better time with a kangaroo than with a large dog, personally. If you can get Maybe. past the kicking. If you can get yeah. past the kicking. You're going to get bitten by a large dog. Yeah, a large dog is pointing its biting apparatus at you the whole time, and yep. that's what it's all about, you know? It's kangaroos, you just got to keep your eyes on the feet and avoid those. They're old slices. Mm. Yeah. But uh, large dog, no thank you. We're all... Nobody likes that. Nobody likes... I got chased by guard dogs one time. Oh. Uh, mm. Being chased by a dog is not fun. <laughs> Uh, then 39% of women and 60% of men say they could beat a medium-sized dog. Very <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I guess, look, let's, let's call it like it is. We are getting into the bracket of animals that uh, you can... Kick. I'm surprised that's so... <laughs> I'm surprised that's so low. Like, imagine a beagle coming after you. You could just pick it up by its head and swing it round and round like a hammer throw. We're talking like a staffy or something, right? I was thinking more of a staffy, but... Uh, yeah. Like depends a border on your collie. breed. That kind of, that kind of size. Medium-sized poodle. So, this is... Um, I'm just going to say, I don't think this is a great look for anyone, women or men, but 51% of women... <laughs> And 71% of men uh, think that they could beat a goose unarmed in a fight. And to that I say, <laughs> 30, I... <laughs> 30 to 50% of people think that they would be killed by a goose. I, yeah, okay, so that's something that I think we need to identify our terms here, right? Yeah. Like, This is where does, I start to say I could beat it. I could beat a goose. Does beat mean kill? Is this uh, a fight to the death? I, I think it's a fight submission. until one of them leaves. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's um, I think it's an angry one of these animals has engaged you. You could just fly kick a goose in the head. But yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you, could you could annihilate him. <laughs> and you've you've had to fight off this animal, and it's given up or died when you kicked the goose in the head and its neck immediately <laughs> broke. You know? like, I get that they've got relatively terrifying bills and they can do shit to you and they'll nip you or whatever, but like, okay, they my legs are bleeding. I've kicked its head apart. I've enjoyed kicking its head apart. One I'm wearing, I'm wearing jeans. <laughs> I'm wearing jeans. It's like I'm being pinched by somebody. It sucks. Ow, but, quit it. Quit hey. it. Uh, and as we- people have pointed out about uh, the goose, you can just... If you can grab their neck, you can just... just snap it. You just shake it and they die. That's Fuck it. you, Goose. Can we... Uh, just two spots up. <laughs> uh, I don't think we discussed uh, the percentages on eagles. Oh, no. Uh, 23% of women, 38% of men uh, believe that they could beat an eagle in a fight. If, uh, if I know that the eagle's coming, I'm pretending that I don't. And then I wait for the perfect <laughs> moment. Mm-hmm. Right as it's about to strike me, I turn around and I cold cock it in the face. Yeah. <laughs> the combined speed yeah. of my perfect Shaolin-style punch and the uh-huh. speed of the bird is just exploding in a ball of feathers. I'm sorry, America. It'd be like have... when you punch a magpie. Is that like an example from your own life? I have punched a magpie. Not like, not, not like one that was just unknowing, just, <laughs> just sitting there, the just going like and... you. <laughs> <laughs> Coward-punched magpie. No, but when one's tried to swoop me. Just, punched it. Yeah, like and I felt really fist. bad, but it had to be done. I feel like you could do that with the eagle. Did if it die? Things came down. No, it didn't die. I didn't kill a magpie. Did you punch a bird to death? <laughs> didn't try to punch it to death. All your friends trying to pull you off it. He's out enough. <laughs> we just Start want to clarify. Bird uh, killer Valentine. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not a podcast wide policy. We do not endorse. I'm not pro it. Punching punching birds. Just because. Can, what, one about host of this podcast what about self defense? What about self defense? Look, that's fair. Unless I can snap a goose's neck, but when it's a magpie, it's a different story. 
<laughs> boost mean, racism. <laughs> I was um I was driving back from the coast uh however many months ago and You crashed my- into a goose's car. <laughs> um, Killing him instantly. <laughs> Yeah, imagine what uh, whiplash is going to do to a goose. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so like my, my wife and kids are asleep in the car, and we're sort of between um, one place and our home. <laughs> That's just okay. so you know, relative to my house. <laughs> I was about to start specifying places, and I'm like, it's not relevant at all. So uh, you're between locations in a location. Between two locations in a car. And uh, and Elna and the kids are asleep, but as I'm driving along, I see this eagle flying quite low overhead. And as I'm driving past this tree, uh, and it sort of sinks up very nicely. That this eagle flies across and lands on a branch um, that is, by the time I'm going past, like maybe kind of ten meters away from the car. Uh, so it's very cool both to see it pull up there and also to go past in like actually quite close proximity to it because when you see a wedge-tailed eagle uh, close up, you go, wow, that thing is fucking huge. Mm. Like, you know, you know when you... Yeah, like when you're near a pelican and you go, yeah. that fuck it's is a, big. It's a big I've pelican. I've never been surprised by the size of a pelican. Always oh. got a very accurate idea of how big a pelican is in my head. Hmm. Good, good for you, Ben. <laughs> we were talking about... Um, Thanks, all, all the all the cockatoos that have been hanging out on our back deck, and I was saying to my kids, don't ever hold your hand out to one of them, by the way, uh, because they have that... You're very confusing, because that's what you do for dogs. Yeah. And with a cockatoo, I feel like you're just going to let him have a little sniff. And I meant to remember a different rule for dogs and, a, and an iconic white bird. Huh. I can feed... Uh, there's There's other birds that you might be interested in feeding by hand. But they have those uh, beaks that are just like tin snips, mm. you know? Uh, I don't know if you've seen pictures of people who've tried to give them stuff and got a bite and it just looks like someone's used wire cutters and like mm. taken oh, a chunk out of the side of their finger. You know those, uh, uh, the special scissors they give EMTs to very quickly get through outer layers of protective clothing? Yeah. That's what they have for a mouth. <laughs> basically. Basically, yeah. Uh, and I was saying, so don't put your hands out there. You wouldn't want to get bitten. And one of the kids was like, yeah, it'd be like getting bitten by a pelican. I was like, well, no, no, I don't no, think no. I'll get swallowed whole. I've yeah. seen pelicans uh, biting things and it's hmm. really funny. I've seen pelican eat a seagull, not in real life, but <laughs> a video, uh, you mean? A video. I've seen a pelican eat maybe a swallow or a sparrow or something in real life. It was a small oh. bird. And I was like, Haha, that's funny. These birds are annoying that pelican. He can't do shit about it. And then he just ate one. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not what happens, right? Birds don't eat birds as far as I understand it. Learned oh, a valuable lesson that day. Trust no one, not even yourself. I guess my point is that uh, having seen an eagle in relative proximity, uh, I think I might be in the... The larger percentage of people who don't think they could take an eagle. I don't think I could take an eagle. I could take an eagle. I would be fleeing turn you back from an eagle. eagle. An eagle's coming at me. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. I'm doing the north by northwest run down the road. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Try running Put up sideways. your umbrella. <laughs> Carry Grant. So we only got two left here. They're getting grimmer as we go. Uh, 64% of women and 74% of men believe that they could win in a fight with a house cat. Mm. Mm. Like, again... If the aim here is to kill, which is the most final way you can finish a fight, yes, you'll be covered in tiny, horrible lacerations. Mm-hmm. But like, it's a it's a pyrrhic vi- victory, right? Like, yeah, cat scratch fever is a real thing. It's not just a Ted Nugent song about fucking your daughter or something. Um, <laughs> Whatever like, Ted Nugent sang about. <laughs> yeah, um, Paul Joseph Watson. Um, the, the map man that Lucy likes uh, weighed in on this with like, over a quarter of men in the UK think they'd lose a fight with a house cat. I would lose a fight with a house cat. They're fucked. Oh. They got claws, man. Sorry, can they I are. use uh, Paul Joseph Watson's correction here? We may have to recalibrate all of this. Well, mm-hmm. he American says, men. American, he says, correction American men, even worse. I, I don't know. Oh, was so this you- not from the UK? Oh. Oh, God We've damn. unfairly right, maligned the, the British. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
We've only spent half an hour on this poll. That's fine. Yeah. Let's start from the top. <laughs> oh God, I'm an really? American, and I think I could be all I the like animals. baseball and French fries. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You, so so YouGov is a British international internet-based market research firm. But it's an American they're international. Poll. So the company is is British, but we don't know where, where the results came from. I love Paul Joseph Watson presenting himself as some kind of alpha. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like oh. this tiny British man. His profile picture, <laughs> or whatever the fuck you call this, his avatar, don't know, a display picture on Twitter mm. is the one that he posted when they started like banning conservatives for hate speech. And then he just posted the phrase, remember us, 20 times. And that photo of himself looking sad in front of a sunset. Uh, very melodramatic young man. And that was before he got banned. Yes. Um, I think they're still working on that. Okay. The, the ban cool. order for silencing conservative voices, I think, is stuffing up the pipes at Twitter at the moment. The pneumatic tubes they send their messages around with. Uh, speaking of things that could go in a pneumatic tube. Yeah. Uh, the last one on the list is a rat. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought you were maybe going into one of the other segments. I didn't know. Thump. You could put a tube, tube rat. You, you, yeah, you could do that. That. Who are who are all these men and women who think that they're going to lose a fight to a rat? Uh, me probably. I'd probably lose a fight to a rat. <laughs> you just step on them. It feels gross. Yeah, you just step oh, I just slap feel them. so gross. You could uh, you could slap a rat to death. You could. <laughs> Don't. This podcast does not Don't. endorse animal I'm abuse. I'm a very pro-rat person. We know. Really? <laughs> we know. <laughs> oh, fuck it. We all know. Right. That. I'll punch a bird. I'll stab oh, a rat. I'll do whatever. All right. Bloody ben, hell. Ben said, uh, ben said goth at the top of the show, so you know mm-hmm. that Lucy has owned some rats, right? Look, yep. let's not... And you can hardly even smell them. <laughs> when you come in there, they're very clean animals. They're very clean animals. You know, like when you take a guy home, you take him into the bedroom, and he's like, "Oh, you're you're a rat person." Uh, I'm smell a rat that girl. <laughs> I'm a rat woman. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It's one of those. Your friends then. around. Uh, can I just turn the TV on? Oh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to use the um, the buttons on the TV because the rats ate all of the soft rubber bits. <laughs> Out of the remote control. <laughs> they also pissed in the electrics as well, so you couldn't uh-huh. even get in there with a pen. <laughs> Poor little rats. Are we Poor talking defenseless rats. Are we talking uh, rats in a cage or are we letting them wander? Free range. Free range? <laughs> are we letting them go on the couch? <laughs> free range in these rats. <laughs> yes, free range in them. They deserve to be free. They deserve a nice little cuddle every now and again. They deserve a little hot boxing. Yes. <laughs> can I can I ask you two questions? I promise this interrogation will not last long. Um, how many rats did you have? I have never had rats. I've only had friends with uh, rats. But I would like to get a rat, rats. and my boyfriend says that that is never going to happen. Wow, he which... sounds very controlling. What hey, yeah, I think so too. I think I should Yuck. dump him. Yeah, dump mm. him. <laughs> he yes. listens to the podcast, so. Well, stop, stop telling her what she can and can't do. You know, stop trying to control her. Yeah, Let her thank have you. Ten rats and put them on little leashes and take them everywhere, Let and everyone women will recognise you guys as the rat couple. <laughs> oh, it's the fucking rat couple again. Yes, <laughs> you can bring your rats inside. <laughs> Jesus, but they have to stay in the pram. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Theo. Now, I guarantee you, I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it. So, hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Now, Lucy, we already know that you have a Dr. Lucy segment, but, and a plane segment, and any other ones? Any other Lucy-specific segments? Well, I feel like I would like to have some more. Well, perfect time to debut a new one. What's it called? That's right, rental, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It really flows. (laughs) 
So I said rental instead of mental. I don't know if that was clear. I thought you were stumbling over your words. Oh. Yeah. Like oh. you were talking about earlier in the show. The callback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on in this segment, Lucy? So I've just so I'm looking for an apartment in Melbourne, which I would like my own, but in case I can't get one because I work as a podcaster and a writer. <laughs> Um, you meant to I, hide that in your applications. That's what I had to do. Yeah, I'm just trying to find a way to completely lie about everything to do with my I'm life. I'm a creative industry. <laughs> yep. I'm a creative consultant. Um, so I am in the Sharehouse posting group on Facebook from Melbourne yes. called Fairy Floss Real Estate. And it just makes me remember that living in a sharehouse is the absolute worst time of your life. So, and if you make through it, make it through alive, then you're an amazing person and uh, nothing can kill you after that. So I've been looking at the most insane share house posts on that group. But I did see an amazing tweet that is not from Melbourne the other day. And I think we should start with that one because it is a share with that one because it is a share house post from Portland, Oregon in the United States of America. I'll just I'll just dive in. Uh, hello, we're Creatures Co-op, a queer collective located in northeast Portland. We're a community of ten creatures, five of them being human. Uh, don't say it like that. We're yeah, all, you don't have to say it like that. We're all animals, you know? We're all animals. We're all part of the... No, me either. We're all God's we're looking- creatures, but don't <laughs> talk about God when you're here. <laughs> we're looking for one new critter to join us. Don't By critter, they mean a human don't call person. Me a critter. And fill a cheap makeshift room. It is a little bigger than 8 by 8 and well built out of recycled doors. Now, I I just want to make sure (laughs) I've got this right here. Um, So, they're they're American, Mm. which means that they're going to be talking about, I assume, 8 feet by 8 feet. Yes, not meters. I believe that's one cubit, if that helps our Mm. international listeners. Sure, it's... Two very tall men. It was a, a two and a half meter square. <laughs> really tall man. Two and a half meter square uh, space for you to live in. Yep. And I would also note that usually, like, usually a room is built of walls. Usually, as soon as, oh. you, start, as, soon as you start building a room out of recycled doors, I feel like you're you're setting yourself up to fail. You're Welcome pushing the, the boundary of what upside room down is. world where your walls are made of doors and your door <laughs> is a wall. No, your door is actually a curtain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bead curtain specifically. We can see you and hear you. So there is a there is and a picture of this room in the um, listing, which oh is basically God. it's exactly what you would think it is. So it's located just off the living room near the front door. It has some furnishings and can be fully furnished with no trouble at all, probably because it's eight by eight feet. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to put in there? Yeah. It's just a bed. It's yeah, a bar fridge, no down. bed. We have finished. <laughs> well, rent is only three hundred and two dollars per month. So that's fine. We also collect monthly house funds, which are usually around fifteen to twenty dollars a person. Okay, sure, fine. Sure. Read our mission statement. No. <laughs> All right, hold no. on. I, I'm I just I'm just gonna to. say right off the bat, mm. if I'm considering living with someone and they tell me they have a mission statement, I am Yeah. Leaving. And a lot of these posts are like this, which is why they're so awful. Um, please, Creatures please Co-op read, focuses please read on building up, up a community. Our prospectus. Here is our handwritten yes. manifesto. Yes. <laughs> focuses on building a community of creatures that share Don't common like goals. <laughs> we aim to embrace differences, hold accountability for safe and warm spaces, and be as conscientious as possible in pursuit of a healthy environment, right? So you're going to accuse me of gaslighting when I ask you to do the dishes. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> like, none of these things are bad, obviously. Like, I mean, what they're saying mm. they want to do. But the moment you say, like, when you say what it we're like trying that. to do here is we're making a commitment to making a place that's nice to live. That's like an inherent quality of yes. a home. But if you write it in your mission statement, you're I feel like you're in, you're lying. Yeah. Your home isn't the worst place to be. <laughs> also, the hold accountability yeah, for safer mm. places. That's the part that says to me, um, we will all be pointing our fingers at each other and accusing each other of things. Yes. No, I, just, I noticed the other night, um, we could hear it through your bead curtain that you were watching South Park. <laughs> mm. That is a <laughs> microaggression. <laughs> 
All right, so it's like this is a description of you, the prospective housemate. So some of it seems fine. A cab, don't be ableist, racist, homophobic, transphobic, and misogynist, etc. That's great. Sure. Must love dogs. We have three, and some are loud but very lovable. We also have two cats. Blah blah blah. No pets of your own, please. Completely mm. fine. Uh, okay with noise. You're located off the living room and by the front door, so you will hear a lot of traffic. Your walls don't extend all the way to the ceiling, so you will hear a lot of stuff. So basically, basically, this room is like they've partitioned off a section of the living room that is closest to the entryway. Yes, and some makeshift walls and a shower curtain by the look of it. Makeshift walls. I would love to move into someone that was described as makeshift. Um, Absolutely. Nothing says you can stay as long as you like, like describing (laughs) your your residence as makeshift. Uh, But like you said, Lucy, there's a picture there. And so it is made out of like, I guess, recycled doors. They look like uh, sort of cabinet doors, like off a pantry or something like that. Yeah. And uh, they're all just kind of stuck together. The effect is the same as if you just like, took a series of screens, like like bamboo deck screening type stuff mm. and just enclosed the space. Uh, and in both of the photos, there is, I would say, at least sort of um, three or four feet of clearance above the top of the doors going to the ceiling. Yeah. You know what the best thing is? Is that it's an angled ceiling where the wedge shape directs the outside sound of the room mm-hmm. to reflect directly down into oh, your right. enclosed space. Yeah. But don't worry. It's just house noise, right? Just I'm, regular noise. Mm. No Re- weird noises. Well, just, just the three loud barking dogs so far. Oh, yet again. Something that seems fine. You have to be okay with sex workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's right. fine. Okay. Fantastic. We have three in our house and frequently have loud sex noises. <laughs> okay, so... How many... Hold on a second. I'm going back to... So, there's already five people who live in this house. Mm. They're putting an extra bedroom in the lounge room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three of the five people are sex workers who have... Uh, frequently. Who frequently have clients in the house. And, who are very loud. And you live in a room with That's no... Like has no privacy. With, <laughs> that is not closed in on any side and directs noise into your space. <laughs> Extremely appealing. Oh, Imagine boy. the romantic ambiance <laughs> in your room. Oh, you also have to have little to no belongings. We have no storage space and the room is small. I think that might be the most psycho one to me. You- like if you just said you can't have too many belongings because we don't really have any storage space. Mm. Little to no no and one you has have to pay no for this belongings. room. Mm, where, Surely. Like- <laughs> I, I guess what... what So, basically what they're saying here is that, like, the room is large enough for you to sleep in and, I guess, live out of a suitcase. Is that about you it? You need yeah. to be an ascetic monk mm. uh, and you will be fine. Except you can't get horny from the sex noises. So, no. probably not ideal for a monk. It's going to be probably. a problem for you. Uh, you have to be okay with being a secret roommate. The landlord doesn't know, but also seems to not care. Right, so it's so um, that's it, fun. You could just be out at any time. Yep, that goes yeah. hand in hand with the makeshift room, I think. And you have to be willing to contribute to a community environment. We all have weekly chore nights that are important to keep up with, and we all pitch in for larger chores too. We all contribute to a free food pile. We have monthly house meetings where we share a meal, do projects and stuff, and we all contribute what we're able to house funds and fund for larger projects. Great. So you got to chip in 40 bucks a month so that someone can make a statue and it's a toilet and inside the toilet it says uh, Capitalism. <laughs> yeah. How much does oh. that toilet cost? Oh, for fuck's sake. Monthly house And yeah, meetings. this is, uh, it's just some boards and a shower curtain. Um, yeah. Anyway, that sounds incredibly appealing. Luckily, there would be uh, nothing that insane in in Australia. I although there's one line at the end I here, which is, mm. it is a requirement that you be actively non-judgmental. Actively non-judgmental. Yeah, which is a, a very interesting <laughs> so, so phrase. You have to, to get me. up every it morning is. and be like, "Oh, hey, your fuck noises didn't keep me up all night." <laughs> yeah, I I kind of like the, I know that they're saying through all of this, you know. Um, we all we all pitch in for things and we contribute mm. and that sort of stuff, but 
so and there's all this other stuff that you have to be okay with you have to be okay with noise you have to be okay with sex workers but again as we've said there's a difference between like uh, there's a difference between not having anything against sex workers and literally living in the lounge room as everybody's Mm -hmm. doing sex work (laughs) in every room around you Mm. um you have to be okay with hosting other people on the couch on the couch yeah uh, there will be people constantly constantly crashing on the couch we oh i missed that bit yeah yeah so it says okay with hosting the couch that's right that's right there yeah we host folks on our couch who are in need of transitional housing for two weeks at a time so Anybody, so you'd constantly have people on the couch. So that any time of the day or night that you get up, there's going to be somebody in that room. Uh, and like again, but you yeah. got to pay for your room. And yeah. not only <laughs> can you not not lock the door, um, there isn't a door except there is for no the walls. Door. The walls are doors. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the doors are closing in. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and then on top of all of this, right down at the end there is, you must be actively non-judgmental, which to me feels like a... Uh, a practice a more s- gratitude. Well, to me, it's a more subtle way of saying you are not allowed to criticize anybody. Don't criticize. For this. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's absolutely what I'm hearing. Because you've already been told you have to like all these things and you have to be okay with all these things and you have to not judge Anybody else, including us and all of our friends who are crashing on the couch all the time and all that sort of stuff. You've got to pay money to put in for the food, for the people who are here constantly coming and going through the house. But you're not allowed to judge anyone at any point. The, you put in the 75 I- bucks a week to have the Harry Potter experience, except you're not afforded the closable door that he has. And also there's the sound of people fucking constantly. <laughs> and also um, it shares a light. The light's on the same circuit as <laughs> the lim- living room. So when they True. switch... The lights on and off. Your light will also be on and off because it is the living room. They've just put some doors and a curtain. Yes, a there. bit, a bit of a door and a curtain. A bit Not of enough. a, a bit of a door and curtain. Well, very appealing. Time for me Thank to you, go Lucy. to bed. Standing up and <laughs> taking three steps to the right. <laughs> All right, just I am going to get into this last one because we're mm-hmm. already over time. So this one's from Melbourne. And I screenshotted it, but it has since been removed. But from memory, this was a house in Thornbury or Preston. And I've screenshotted the end of the sentence, which says family who pop by, which is already horrifying. Mm. The thought I don't of, want to meet your uncles. I don't want to meet anyone that I'm living with's family. Time to meet my 17 uncles. <laughs> I will make your mum a cup of tea. And make five to ten minutes of conversation while <laughs> mm. you get out of the shower. And then after that, I'm like, well, Glennis, it was lovely meeting you. I am going to go into my room and watch hardcore pornography now. <laughs> oh, but it does get worse. So, in this home, they enjoy exploring our personal development through diversity practices like psychology, Chinese medicine, political reflection, and dreaming. Imagine... <laughs> Just go and live with anyone. I'm sorry if this is your home Imagine. and you listen to the podcast. What? Are these four things as a combination are insane. Psychology, <laughs> Chinese medicine, political reflection, and dreaming. They're all clashing with each other so hard. They really are. <laughs> oh, we what, love to... Oh, go ahead. What, I was just going to say, what night of the month are we doing our political reflection on, guys? Yeah, and when's time for a dreaming? Uh, We love to play and be spontaneous together, Mm. encouraging each other through the fluxes and flows of life. (sighs) Love a good dance floor when the moment calls, though we also value quiet time spent in solitude. Together, we love spending time in solitude. Yep. (laughs) We also value heart-to-heart conversations, sharing weekly and monthly practices together. Uh, So, you you said you're going to watch a movie tonight? No. if you if you check the uh, it's actually heart to heart night. It's actually heart to heart night. Oh, Lawrence so, of Arabia. That's interesting. That's yeah. got a, oh, that's I a just, three and a half hour runtime. Don't know if you noticed. It's on the calendar. The test. Dreaming. <laughs> we were meant to be dreaming. It's really, it's got to clash with uh, the, a one hour unbroken eye contact session this evening. Oh. <laughs> we actually the laugh circle. I don't know if we'd hear <laughs> the laughter over the sound of the cinematic score to Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> Again, this is an ad for renting a room in a share house. Uh, Ideally, you are communally minded and enjoy sharing. We share daily meals. This sounds like a fucking nightmare already. You are also an active contributor to the energy of the home. 
You always <laughs> run on the treadmill that generates your electricity. <laughs> I think... Yeah. Uh, active contributor. Oh, my God. To the energy. Of yeah, the, the vibe. The vibes. The vibe. You have to walk through the door like Kramer. Yeah. You a lot of these posts are about vibes. Uh, that's, a, that's a theme I'm getting, particularly in the, uh, you know, in a Melbourne suburbs. Okay. Uh, you're also inspired and creative. This mm-hmm. next one really gets me. You're down to earth. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite of every single thing that has been said thus far yeah, in this that's, post. <laughs> that's what gets me about like all of heaps of this other shit to me is like the granola version of LinkedIn language. Mm. Uh, mm. Like like self driven and motivated, practicing integrity. Uh, oh, a it trans- says, yeah. A transparent and emotionally mature m- communicator. Orienting toward an abundance mindset. <laughs> I think that's the secret. It could well be the secret. It must be, right? Uh, but also, again, all of those things are things that you would just to have have to have like a psychotic level of self-regard to describe yourself describe this yourself way to someone as doing. else. Yeah. yeah. But you got to be down to earth. Responding to the Sharehouse ad being like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I'm Lucy. I, uh, I'm on a podcast and uh, I really enjoy orienting towards an abundance mindset. Mm. Good Lord. Imagine. <laughs> imagine getting that message. Oh, anyways. I this is... I, is that about have, like being abundant or is it just about having the mindset that orients you towards I abundance? I don't know what that sentence means. I think, means. I think it's specific. It's, I think it's referring to a specific thing that I forget what it is now. The secret. Oh. It's, mm. yeah, it's the secret. It's the secret. It's the secret. Well, this is in a seven-bedroom home, by the way. So, there will be <gasps> six, six other roommates for you to uh, share regular heart-to-hearts with. And... Uh, mm. And encouraging Practice. each other through the fluxes and flows of life. Yes, which I assume exactly. is swinging. Oh, maybe yeah, it is swinging. The the playing and being spontaneous together. Playing and being. Mm, I don't want to play or be spontaneous. Play. To me, they're they're either describing one of two things. The first, and they're equally bad. I think uh, the first is theatre sports. Mm-hmm. So you're doing improv games <laughs> on improv a Tuesday games. night. Give me a location. Uh, and the second is you're all sucking and fucking each other all the time. Okay. Probably. Which has its virtues. Certainly, I wouldn't stop anyone from sucking and fucking. I'm not no, going to say, "Hey, I, mm. get that dick out of your mouth." I think, I think though, with with both the houses, right, like previous ones and this one, if you want to have a, a a co-op with a particular vibe and stuff, that's fine. Set that up with your friends, like you already. But they're like, these are this. They're like, oh, you have to be come in and be exactly the same people as us, uh, and just be weird, and also not complain when I have a ferret that eats all of your headphone cables. Mm. Well, you yeah, you've sort of find hit- some friends that already have ferrets. Well, you've you've hit on <laughs> what struck me about this, Theo, which is very much the same thing. I I was thinking to myself, I can see a scenario where there are people who live in a share house who could have a house like this and be happy with it and describe it this way. And they would all be people who already knew each other for already a bunch of time per- before you they moved in together. shared interests. You love permaculture. Do all this sort of stuff. That's fine. As a as a person getting a, renting a share house, what I want is to um, make my make my dinner in peace, wash up all my dishes, mm-hmm. uh, and then go and close the door at about quarter past seven. Yes, and not speak to anyone else. And not in speak my to home. anybody else. These are and the if exact you do kind see of people. Someone, like in the course of your evening. Startled by it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris, I thought you were doing night shift tonight. Yeah, that's it. These are room. exactly nah, mate, the people that want their house a certain way, then keep getting a new housemate, and then they're like, I don't know, you know, I just, I don't just feel like Dave's fit. fitting into the vibe. You're just mm. not a good fit. Not a good team fit. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. imagine how many people they've sat down and just been like, yes, I will admit you are a transparent communicator, <laughs> but we all agree you're not emotionally mature. So we're going to have to ask you to pack your shit up and leave right now. Mm. Of course, you're not actually on the paperwork, so... Yeah. You have you can no just, rights. You have no rights. Anyways. We've started smudging your room now, so it would be best if you get all of your vibes <laughs> out of there before we finish. <laughs> Do not fuck up the crystals in that room. Oh, I don't God. know if I'm just... Well, like, I've, I've always been a person who was not super keen on big share houses and stuff like that. They and are the worst. Yeah, like... I think that there's an element to it as well of like the I think the majority of people I don't know if it's like this for everybody else but the majority of people that you share houses with for like whatever period of time as in just friends 
a lot of the time you won't be friends with them. You end up not no. being friends. By the time yeah. you're moving out, right? Don't let your friends move in with you into a home. That's advice from me for free. Yeah. yeah Just and, don't do it. And I think I think that one of the one of the things is that like when you're talking about this scenario where maybe you are already friends and you've created this house but you need someone to else to pay for the fucking seventh bedroom in this. You'd like three hundred dollars, so you put up some doors and yes, write a crazy screed. Um <laughs> Yeah, is that is that at least again in that scenario, if you already knew people before you moved into a place, then you actually have like at least some incentive to communicate with each other a bit more clearly about like what you want and if somebody's kinda making you unhappy or whatever. If it's somebody where it is purely a financial relationship of someone who has just moved in because they needed a house and you needed to to pay the rent or whatever. It takes, like, th- there is so much less of a buffer to be like, I think I fucking hate this guy now. Mm. There's been th- yeah. three things have happened and I'm done, you know? Yeah, when it's, when it's your friend, <laughs> it's no good. Uh, and, like, so, yeah, I think, I think if it's your friend, then you have at least a bit of, a bit of that sort of inbuilt uh, rapport and existing relationship with each other, which is the, the incentive to work at it. My preferred situation is, living with a person who I am in a relationship with because then that's the incentive. The incentive to be like, oh, it, it behooves us both a great deal to get along. To be normal. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Instead and of just sliding down a, a slippery slope to yeah. uh, complete uh, fucking... Well, it's... <laughs> Etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if you're living if, slovenliness, if you're living in a if you're in a in a relationship with someone and you live together and you rent together and all that sort of thing, and you sleep in the same bed and all that sort of stuff, then like having a fight with oh, you someone, sleep in the same bed oh. as your wife. <laughs> Very progressive. Asking Caitlin if you can push the singles together. <laughs> um, Asking Caitlin for help pushing the singles. Together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think that there's. Uh, you know, like, it, it impacts you a lot more if you have an argument with someone and you, like, go to bed that evening and they're there. They're there in the bedroom. You kind of yeah. have to sort it out in order to get along. If you're married and you have kids and shit like that, you have to sort your stuff out so you can just fucking yeah. get on with your life, you know? Whereas share housing is just a process of attrition. Yeah, you can just yeah. be like, uh, uh, it's going to tip over to the point where I'm just like, I don't want to say anything to this person anymore when I see them and I don't want yeah. them to live in my house. You know, uh, and then these yeah. people are just trying to pluck somebody off the fucking internet with an ad and say, "Let's just slot you in there into the vibe." Yep. Um, so, if anyone has any insane sharehouse postings, please send them my way. Send them to Lucy at Vista dot com. That's right. Can I just um? So there's just a paragraph there where they're describing the house, which is nothing too crazy. Double story, well, it is kind of mm-hmm. crazy. It's huge. Double story, seven bedroom home with workshop space and garage, big front and back gardens, two living spaces, incredible bath, way too many bathrooms. That sounds like an American situation. That's I don't does. think you can have too many bathrooms no. in a share house situation. That means you can go to the toilet anytime. You need to go to the toilet. That sounds like, like a real dream. You have the one specific toilet that's just for the really bad shits. Mm. Oh, you walk into the long, the long <laughs> walk to the, the far toilet. <laughs> I'm just peeing. Well, huh? I'm just peeing in there. <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I was in there for 20 minutes because I was on my phone. You know how it is. Don't <laughs> go over there for a while. Seven bedrooms plus spare room for guests and friends. Eight bedroom house. Eight bedroom giant house. Upstairs they have master those bedroom. in university areas, I guess. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. $776 a month. I feel like that's too much to have uh, six housemates, just personally. Wait, whoa, what, that, whoa, what does this whoa. What's going on here? Upstairs master with ensuite, $776 per calendar month, sharing, sharing? with three other people. Oh. Oh. Uh, excuse excuse me? Excuse me? How do you share an ensuite? That's not... No, no, the ensuite is yours. If there's an ensuite, that's. Do they mean? Or are you just sharing the upstairs? Well, because the, I, I don't think the sharing the ensuite is on the cards because they've just described having too many bathrooms. Too many bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I think you're sharing a, a bedroom. A bedroom, and that's why you're paying like 150 bucks a week rent. That's too much Could, to be sharing a bedroom. Surely. In my opinion. It's a, a double story, seven bedroom home. No, you couldn't. Sharing with. Well, I'm, I'm not hearing much of an abundance mindset from you here, mm. Ben. 
Oh, yeah, right. There should be an abundance of people in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> there will always be I more toilets. You, Thanks, Theo. It's the abundance mindset. Well, I think we are just about out of time for this week. Uh, if you do have any crazy rental listings that you do see, please send them into uh, Lucy at com or mailbag at com. Mm-hmm. Call up the hotline, leave us a message, uh, have a chat, you know, have a yarn. Just have a yarn. Just call us up for a chat. We won't be there on the line, but we'll we'll listen to you. We'll hear. We definitely get people that do do something of that nature to the voicemail. So why not add your voice to that growing chorus of people having a one-sided conversation with a robot? <laughs> yeah. Uh, call one eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Bunda Vista hotline. And it is. Then you too can get on the blower and sort it out. Mm-hmm. And what could be better than that? Thanks, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.